There is nothing I love more than an amazing meal with high quality meat cooked at home because let's be honest, eating out is so expensive. And you also know that eating out is the number one budget buster. That is why I am so glad I found ButcherBox. ButcherBox is a premium meat subscription service dedicated to delivering high quality, grass fed and grass finished beef, organic chicken, pork raised crate free and wild caught seafood directly to your doorstep with free shipping always. You even get exclusive member deals, recipes, and a variety of high-quality cuts at an amazing price. New users will receive their choice of two pounds of ground beef, three pounds of chicken thighs, or one pound of premium steak tips for a year. Use code ETM and get $20 off your first box at ButcherBox.com. Last night, we made a beef stew with meat from ButcherBox, and you can taste the difference. It was so satisfying and delicious. And all of our friends that were over for a dinner party, they raved at how good it was. So do yourself a favor and eat better this year with the best meat and seafood on the planet delivered to your door. ButcherBox is offering my listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential, three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips, for free in every order for a year. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com etm and use code etm to choose your free offer and get $20 off. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton Game. This is Millennial Money, and today we're talking entrepreneurial dreams in Jackson, Tennessee. Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Game. It will expand your brain. Everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC. All right, so this week we decided to highlight some entrepreneurs from a small town in Tennessee called Jackson. 
And you actually had a chance to travel to Jackson recently and, and meet with these people. So tell me a little bit about them and about Jackson. Yeah, well, I mean, we like to spotlight entrepreneurs around the country. And I thought this was a really unique story that I just happened to be on a press trip that we were we went to Memphis for a few, few days. And we went to Jackson talking about their they have a really big um, music history there in Jackson. So it's a, it's a really cool city. There's music there all the time. I'm looking at their website right now, um, and they have a ton of events just coming up in the next few months. But they have, like, all year round. It's this really cool city. And we one of the things that we got to do was they actually have an escape room in Jackson. Jackson is between Nashville and Memphis. Um, really, Like I said, a really cool town, really unique. The downtown area is, is really funky and stuff. And a lot of really cool people in there. That, that's that's the key here. Uh, but we actually got to spend some time in the, in the Jackson Escape Room, which is owned by uh, Lee and created by Lee Wilson, um, who we're going to actually speak with and stuff. And he was actually con- contestant on the the TV show The Hunted, and he actually won with his partner um, a CBS show that was on last year. Uh, so that was that's pretty cool. But uh, so he has actually he started his business from the co, which is what we actually discovered after we uh, we got back. I did some research and found this this place, which is a co working place and a and a and an entrepreneur incubator, right? Yes, yeah. So much like you'd see in the big cities, like they're doing some really cool stuff in this small city. Yeah. So so Lee didn't have, not have a background in, and he'll he'll talk about that. Um, you know, in in escape rooms or anything like that, and they sort sort of started this business uh, through the co through their their mentoring pro- program that they have there and stuff and and Lee's story is really interesting uh, the co story is really interesting so we just thought it would be fun to kind of highlight a city that you maybe not you know like you said one always think that they would have this cool kind of workspace yeah i mean traditionally you think you have to go to one of the coasts in order to um you know, thrive as an entrepreneur. And although Dan talks about, you know, there's there's a different type of entrepreneur that they have coming to the co, but it still is a place for creativity. It still is a place, you know, that that people have launched successful businesses like Lee Wilson, you know, where he's he's actually growing a very successful company just, you know, from the resources in this small town. So it really sort of changes, I think, the way you the way you should think of as an entrepreneur. You don't necessarily have to be you know, um, a small fish in a big pond, maybe you could be a big fish in a small pond and it might work out better for you and your business. Yeah. And maybe I should have got this stat exactly as, but we just watched the thing on vice, uh, the other night, last night about people starting business and entrepreneurs and small businesses. And didn't they say something about that? The most successful ones are in rural, rural areas, areas and stuff and not, and not in, in bigger cities and stuff. Yeah. And it, it's, I mean, it's definitely true because I think, that there's more of a sense of community in those smaller rural areas. And, you know, there aren't a lot of, you know, I guess I would say super creative entrepreneurial businesses all the time. So I think a community really rallies around, you know, a new idea, a fresh idea, especially if it's an interesting, you know, addition to the community. And it could be a great place to, you know, lift off. And not to mention, you know, being an entrepreneur in a in a smaller city, everything's just less expensive. And when you're an entrepreneur and you're starting up, everything is out of pocket. It's expensive. You could be, you you know, really a bigger fish in a smaller pond too, but yet still be really successful and and grow. So Lee has also grown his business. They have uh, two other cities that they have escape rooms in too. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, he's been able to, 
you know, grow past the small city, if you will, but still, you know, have a successful business there and, and other places and, and continue to grow. And he got a CBS show out of it. So, you know, that's not a, not a bad deal. Yeah. So, okay. So enjoy our conversation, but, uh, and interviews that, that you did as well too, with, with Lee and Dan here from the co. Um, but, uh, check out our, our website as well. We're going to have links to, uh, visit Jackson and, and the escape room and the co and check these things out and go, Hey, you know, maybe I'd like to start this in, in, in my community, or I want to be a part of something like this, or maybe even go check out the co and go do, do their training program. So Lee, we met, um, a few months ago in, in Jackson, uh, your home and, and where you have, uh, one of your businesses. Um, tell us you, your story and kind of how you came um, like you weren't really looking to be an entrepreneur in in college. You had a different uh, major, right? Correct. I'm very much a uh, an accidental entrepreneur. My my which, parents my parents. Which, which, that's a, that's a, I'm sorry. That's a really great uh, term too. Accidental <laughs> entrepreneur. So. Yeah, I I, I just kind of slipped and fell into it. I, I think that the reason that um, that I was able to like. I don't know, just the, think of an idea and generate the force of will to bring it about is because my parents are both, uh, are both contractors. Uh, my dad's the president of a commercial construction company in Austin, Texas, and my mom was a, a residential home builder that owned her own business. So I was kind of around owning and operating businesses as a child, but never really had it in mind that that was something that I aspired to. Uh, and so I went off to college and studied English literature and then got married, moved to uh, Louisville, Kentucky, went to seminary, got a theology degree. And that degree is what ultimately led me to little Jackson, Tennessee, where I had never, ever dreamed or wished of living. <laughs> and uh, I worked at a, a university, Union University here in Jackson. And that's kind of what brought me to this area. And then after uh, working the same job, doing student support and teaching some classes, I kind of got to the point in my career where I was like, okay, this is, this is what I can do. And I'm just doing the same things over and over and over again without a whole lot of change, without a whole lot of upward mobility. I didn't really want to stay in higher ed. And it was out of that kind of uh, frustration and boredom that I started looking around at other stuff. And really, it was a close friend of mine who is like the biggest game puzzle nerd you could ever imagine. He's the one that had heard about escape rooms and uh, and and told me a little bit about what an escape room was. And I was like, well, I'm really bored. I want something else to do. I bet people will play those things. Let's just build some. And he's like, Lee, we, I've never been in an escape room. I was like, well, neither have I. <laughs> I mean, how hard can it be? You're, you're locking people in rooms for fun <laughs> and you're giving them a bunch of cool stuff to do while they're in there. Uh, I, I think that you and I have the skill set to make that happen. And uh, so, yeah, we, we both put in about $2,000 each and built these four rooms and planned to operate them for a week. And uh, they just exploded. I mean, we, we call it now the experiment gone horribly right. Uh, I mean, it went from being open for one week to to selling out for three weeks and having almost 2,500 people come and play. And since then it's just escalated from pop-up to full-time business to three full-time businesses and expanded to Murfreesboro, Tennessee and Waco, Texas. And it's just like taken over the world, taken over my world at least. 
What do you think uh, draws people to escape rooms? I mean, do people just, do you think, love that element of kind of escape and solving puzzles? And I think it's different things for different people, for sure. But I think that the, the golden thread that kind of weaves through the, the whole experience is that uh, it is immersive entertainment. Um, you know, it's, it's not just playing a video game that's on a screen. Uh, it's not just going and watching a movie that's on a screen. It's not going and watching a, a sports game where you're kind of in the audience and other people are, are doing the action. Uh, it's not a, a family game night where you're just kind of playing a puzzle or game that's on the table in front of you. It's you step into a, a scenario and a story and you are surrounded by the thing that you came to do. And that's a, a pretty unique experience. There are not many things that that offer that kind of that kind of engagement, that kind of excitement, uh, that even comes with that, that little bit of pressure of the the timer ticking down, and people are watching you that are you know like making sure you're not breaking things, but also giving you clues, and like all of that comes together into this really uh, addictive experience that generates uh, adrenaline and excitement for you know, mom and dad and the little kids and grandma and grandpa. So everybody can do it. Well, how did you come go from not being ever in one to actually go, all right, we could actually do this or this is how you do it, I should say. Yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, we just reinvented the whole concept as we went along. I mean, we knew an escape room is basically a, a room with a story or theme and then loaded into that room is all kinds of different puzzles and riddles and surprises and things that people have to figure out. They've got a timeline, 60 minutes. We have to have some way to keep an eye on them to make sure that they're not breaking things or if they need help, we can give them help. <laughs> and so off of that that core kind of concept, uh, we just we just figured it all out. I mean, we just put it all together and came up with an idea and a story and said, okay, well, what if we have one where you're like a military code breaker? That'd be really cool. What if we have one where you're like trapped in a nursery and we can make it a little bit more family friendly? And, you know, what if we had one that it was just like you step in and there's like 300 bottles on the wall and we'll call it message in a bottle. And you've got to figure out like how all of these like messages and keys and symbols on these bottles fit together and then another one was inspired by, uh, you know, just kind of the uh, your typical high school nerded out kid that's into uh, to comics and Harry Potter. And we called it Avenge of the Nerds. And so we, we just started <laughs> with those like little stories and just let them kind of bake. And a story leads to an idea. And, a, a, you know, well, we Codebreaker, you've got to have like some kind of code system. So like, let's figure out a code system. And, and so it was really just... Uh, an exploration of those different themes led to all of the the, the puzzles that can uh, that uh, actually create the experience inside the room. Right, and I th I th for me, I, I was really unexpected that they, you guys actually had that. And even when you kind of pull up to the one in Jackson, it's sort of a nondescript office building. Once you guys get in the place, it's a re you guys have a really cool setup there. Is, so is that something you kind of developed when you were at the Co? Um, and and you know, tell us a little bit a bit your experience with the Co and and how you you know what the things you learned from from them. Yeah, so the the Co has been everything for us. Uh, we so we started escape rooms before I really knew about the Co. And then in the middle of that very first pop up experience we had, where things are just gangbusters like. 
tons of people are coming to play. We're making a lot of money. We have no idea what we're doing. Like, I didn't know that we had to pay sales tax. Like, we didn't know <laughs> anything. And so I immediately realized, like, okay, this is this is a bigger thing than just a, a few thousand dollars that's going to, uh, you know, kind of get us through to the summer and our, our family budget. Um, like, this is, we got to figure this out. And so I started looking around and I discovered the co and all of the different services, the maker space that they have, uh, the, the team, the board of directors and people that work there as collaborators, but also work there as, um, you know, staffers and, and whatnot at the co. I just realized that there was this unbelievably rich resource of, of things that I can use to create more escape rooms, but then also people that can help me uh, stay out of trouble. And one of those, one of those resources that they offered was the co-starter program, uh, which is, you know, originated in, in Chattanooga. Uh, and it's just this phenomenal program. That's, it's real short. It's nine weeks and it's just a, um, a high intensity, uh, a high intensity series of conversations that help you think about a, a new business or a business idea and determine if, if it's viable. Uh, and if it is viable, how in the world do you sell it to people and make it stand on its own two legs? And so uh, I enrolled in that program and uh, man, it was just, it was incredible. It was exactly, it was exactly what I needed uh, we had access to to lawyers. We had access to accountants who told us about the sales tax thing. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the taxes. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, who even knew? Um, so you know, we we all of a sudden had all of these connections that really uh, allowed us to become a a real grown up business, and not just you know for millennials that are making a little bit of money and uh, you know not knowing it, but getting themselves in trouble with the IRS pretty quick if we didn't smarten up. So that the co, the co did all of that for us. Listen, if you've been using Mint to manage your money, I have got some news for you. First, the bad news. As you might know, Mint is shutting down for good. But the good news, well, there is a way better alternative that is a personal favorite of mine, Monarch Money. And I'm not the only lover of Monarch Money. Many Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and just raving about it. I used to manage my money with an Excel spreadsheet. I know, so archaic. And it was so time consuming. I tried all of the apps, but I just didn't find one I liked until I found Monarch. And I've got to tell you a secret. Monarch is so easy to use with a very intuitive design. You can even collaborate with your partner and you can customize Monarch for whatever your needs are. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Let's go back to the collaboration bit. Because we know money is a leading cause of divorce and breakups, Monarch has built-in collaboration features so you can invite your partner at no extra cost. You can see all your finances, make a budget together, get insights on your cash. Yes, cue the confetti. There will literally not be any more arguments over money. And if you've been frustrated with personal finance apps that are cluttered with ads, difficult to use, or rarely updated, so was Monarch. They built a new kind of personal finance app that's intuitive and powerful ad-free, and constantly improving based on customer feedback. Monarch has a tool that allows you as well to easily import your data from Mint. You can keep all of your tags and all of your categories. 
After trying Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. Financial anxiety, anyone? Yeah, you're not alone. But worrying about it, it doesn't help. Earnin does. Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 per day as you work and leave an additional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So how would you spend the money you get from Earnin? Well, Honestly, my hubby and I have been feeling a little bit disconnected lately. That's what happens after you've been together about 12 years. So I would spend the money on a special date night with dinner and maybe bowling, you know, to bring back some of that giggly excitement that we both felt at the beginning. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security, gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin, T-A-L-K-A-N, money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin money under podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash T-O-S for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the deal. It goes down in the deal. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Um, and I think, you know, I mean, we're in a big city in Los Angeles. And of course, we always expect, you know, places like that to exist in these big cities. But you often don't think about, you know, in smaller areas, smaller cities, that there can be these great kind of entrepreneurial communities. And I think that's really what's so awesome is that those are cropping up in all of these different, you know, cities and towns kind of all around. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes I actually think that it is easier in a place like Jackson to get something like that up and running because 
I mean, the, we don't, we don't have to, I mean, the, the kind of money that you guys have to pay on the coasts for real estate is insane. <laughs> That's a good word. Yes. Around, around here. I mean, I, I can go downtown and pay $125,000 for 3000 square feet of a really solid building, historic building in downtown Jackson that has a lot of character and a lot of vibe to it and go in and, you know, spruce it up and change some things for not a whole lot of money. And all of a sudden, like you have a high power business in Jackson, Tennessee. Uh, and, you know, you, you just can't play the same game in Los Angeles or New York City or Washington, D.C. Right. And so and you, you guys have opened up in three different cities. Are you planning to expand the business a little bit more or just kind of keep where you are as of right now? We may. Uh, right now, I'm coming out of um, a, a pretty unbelievable year of life. I was on national TV on a TV show called uh, Hunted on CBS. Where we were going to ask about that next. Yeah, yes. where I was a um, it was a reality competition game where myself and one of my best friends are fugitives that uh, are running from a team of 32 former CIA, FBI, Homeland Security type men and women and uh, so for 28 days, we were on the run and managed to, to not get caught and won a quarter of a million dollars in the process. And all of that kind of came out at the beginning of the year. And since then, we've just been scrambling to, to keep up with all the opportunities that have resulted from, uh, from being on that show. So like now, finally, in the last week, things have slowed down and I actually have a schedule in <laughs> that doesn't involve me traveling every three or four days. So... Right How now, did that series come about? Uh, so it, it originally was a, a show in the UK um, okay. that was created by Indemol Shine as the production company. And it was super successful over in the UK. And they decided to, to bring it over to the United States. Um, and uh, the, the way I got involved was actually through escape rooms. So one of the, um, the people who were... Uh, leading casting. Her name's Ellen, uh, Ellen Davis. Uh, and she, she had played an escape room up where she lives in, in Pittsburgh and walked out of it and was like, Oh man. So the people that just created the room that I played basically build small scenarios that are designed to trap you and you have to get out of it. That was really fascinating. And I'm casting this show where we're going to throw people into a hundred thousand square mile area and it's their job to escape it. I wonder if these people that make these rooms would be good at like being in the middle of this large scale scenario. And so she started doing research uh, on escape rooms in the Southeast because that's where they're casting the show out of. And that's how she came across our, our website and got in contact with me and kind of recruited us and pulled us into being involved in this wild and crazy show. That's great. That is that is crazy. So, where can people find uh, your escape rooms online uh, if they're if you're visiting one of one of those cities? And which cities are they in again? Yeah. So, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, um, Waco, Texas, and Jackson, Tennessee. Uh, the the one place you can go to get funneled out to all of those things is hammerandwolf.com. And then that's also the place to go if anybody's interested in getting into escape rooms themselves. So we do escape room licensing and consulting as well. So that's that's kind of your one-stop shop to get connected to uh, Lee Wilson and my escape room world. All right, Dan, I am so excited to have you join us on the podcast to talk all about this really cool space called The Co. Mm-hmm. 
So, well, I, thank you for having me. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about kind of how the co started and, um, you know, why it's really important to have a space like this in, in a town like Jackson. Sure. Yeah. So uh, the co started, I believe, as kind of a, a solution to a problem that a few uh, guys here in West Tennessee, and particularly Jackson, Tennessee, uh, all these, these guys all had their own businesses they were currently running day to day. But uh, they were looking for what's next. And um, they kept meeting at a local taco joint. But they're like, you know what? This is just not working out. We feel like we have to buy food every time, you know, or I'm sure it was Panera or whatever. You know, most people kind of just hang up for the day and, and chat. Well, these guys were, were looking for a place that they could feel comfortable expressing their next business ideas and ventures and, and, and what they were what they loved. And you know, they were kind of nerding out. But um, long story short, these guys kept meeting for tacos and were sick of that place and wanted a place of their own. Well, uh, it turns out at the same time, there was an, uh, an entity called the Entrepreneur Development Center here in West Tennessee, operating, operating under the grant that we currently run under. Um, so, But uh, some stuff hit the fan with that current management, and these guys swooped in and convinced the state that they were the right guys to, to run a place like this. And so it did a complete rebrand and ended up being called The Co., uh, and that can be short for a lot of people ask us, what does the co stand for? Well, collaborate, uh, co-work, converge, anything meaning together, essentially. Right. Um, and so we have the co. And, and out of that, these, these five co-founders, uh, man, they, they pulled some strings and got some stuff done all within a quick year. And, um, I, and they, they got a 10,000 square foot facility donated, um, wow. which is huge for, you know, in terms of what we ended up being able to use our grant money for. So instead of, you know, it going towards rent, we were able to buy better tools and build out our programming. Uh, and then what we have to show for it is this amazing facility that's got a co-working space, a maker space, and an events facility as well. Yeah, that's awesome. So tell me a little bit about kind of the different programming that you guys do there. Sure, sure. So um, I'm going to go through my, my mental list here. First that comes to mind are our meetups. Uh, we host these meetups and they're free. It's basically kind of like the first thing we always suggest to someone who wants to get involved in what we have to offer here at the Co. These meetups happen every Tuesday night, and they repeat every month. So if you can't make it to one, well, hang tight. Uh, it'll happen again. And so each of these meetups are, are a different focus, and but they're entrepreneurial topics. So first Tuesday of every month is a maker's meetup. So people who are interested in using our 3D printer to prototype things, or our laser cutter, or our CNC router. Um, we got a lot of engineers and uh you know, makers that show up to that, uh, to that meetup. And then our, the second Tuesday of every month is a social media marketing focused meetup where we have local professionals who don't mind, uh, donating some of their time and knowledge to, uh, give back to the community and people starting their businesses and teach them, you know, how to, how do you target your customer audience on Facebook or Instagram? So they talk about those. The third Tuesday of every month is a computer programming meetup, which is a huge, huge, uh, uh, goal of ours is to grow our developer scene here in West Tennessee. And so we host a meetup for them. Um, still a small, small group, and we're hoping to get more. But, uh, you know, the fact that if, if we stay consistent and we provide this outlet for them to meet up and, and meet one another, I think it will kind of naturally grow in that sense. And then our last meetup um, that happens regularly is our AM Creative Meetup, which is more core, more focused towards the creatives of our community. Um, when, when creatives and enthusiasts meet, there are some pretty cool ideas that can happen. And so yeah. we offer an outlet for that. And then, so, that, so those are our meetups. And then on top of that, we host, um, gosh, we do so much. We, uh, 
we have a an Oct- we call it the Cotoberfest, where we get to showcase all of these ma- amazing makers and builders here in West Tennessee, and let the public come in and view their craft. Um, gosh, we have anything from robots to VR setup, virtual reality setups. We have uh, pottery. Uh, it's just kind of a it's like a, it's just a neat weekend. Um, we really don't get anything like it. Uh, it's great. It's it's fun for the kids. We have food trucks, stuff like that, just to kind of promote the whole entrepreneurial scene here in West Tennessee. And then as well, we have our Best in the West business competition, um, which is like a, a Shark Tank type deal yeah. where we uh, we send out the applications for people to submit their best ideas. And then uh, once we whittle those down, we uh, will get three finalists where they get where each get a promotional video made on their behalf. And then we come, we kind of converge that all into pitch night where they get in front of the public as well as some uh, local uh, potential local investors and and show off what they've got. And so this year we're we're, we're coming up on our pitch night and we've, we've got our three finalists and I can say we're pretty pleased with the, the turnout and the applications as well. So that was cool. Yeah, awesome. So have you had any, you know, kind of good success stories that you can rave about that have come out of the co already? Yeah, of course, Lee. Um, so Lee Wilson, I mean, he's just a, a walking billboard for us in the terms of like, their their idea started, uh, like most ideas do, kind of in the garage of someone's like, you know what, this would be a really cool entertainment. So for those of you who don't know, Lee is uh, the president and owner of our Jackson Escape Room Company, um, which is an amazing uh, outlet to bring the whole family to and, and kind of see if you can escape a room once you've been locked in it. But uh, but no, so Lee Lee and the and, and his team started really small and um, and then they they brought it to us and we helped him out. He went through some of our uh, our programmings, which I haven't mentioned yet, um, called Co-Starters, which is like a, a nine-week program. It's like a business boot camp type thing where just work, meet once a week and work on this idea. And so Lee went through that, and then once he was done, man, did he take off. Uh, acquired a building downtown Jackson and opened up their doors, built out the rooms, and uh, it's just been he's been killing it ever since. And so now he's got a location in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and uh, as well as Waco, Texas, that uh, apparently he's doing even better than Jackson. Um, wow, and a TV show. Yes, yes, that's right. That, that was a that was a pretty cool thing he got to do, um, being on the CBS show Hunted, and um, so he's trying to play that up. And you know, I think I think that's the reason they liked him is because of what he was doing on his own, running that escape room business. So it just made sense. Um, so that's so that's Lee. And then who else do we have? We have um, we have another entrepreneur by the name of Kevin Adelsberger. He's gonna love this shout out. But uh, I have literally seen this guy. He was one of our first members three years ago when we opened up our doors. And I and he walked in and said, "Guys, I'm you know I'm Kevin so and so, and I just quit my full time job. It was stressing me out. I couldn't do it anymore. And so I'm starting a business of my own. And so I have literally seen him get his first client, his second client, uh, up until the point where he could he can he quit his part time job. He was he took on to kind of take over some expenses. And now he's even to the point where he's able to ha- have his wife quit her job and and help out. Awesome. So it's just you know things like that. Just being able to watch that happen all under." our roof is amazing. Um, yeah, you know, I think it's really interesting. Um, you know, I'm in Los Angeles and, you know, when we think of, of entrepreneurs, you know, we think of traditionally either the West Coast or San Francisco in particular yes, area. very much so. You know, but we don't think of, you know, middle America where there can be these great kind of, you know, convergence of entrepreneur, entrepreneurs, you know, starting these, these businesses that are fully sustainable. What do you think makes the difference about an entrepreneur center like the Co, you know, in Jackson. Yeah. Um, so I think you've got, 
in, in what makes it different in terms of something that might you might find out west is I believe these people are just so so tied in with the community. Um, and I think it's tough to get out there in West Coast when everyone's hustling. Definitely. And so uh, community is a huge factor in what makes these businesses successful. Um, Kevin, as I was just talking about, I mean, he, he has now positioned himself to be the chamber, our chamber of commerce is like go-to marketing guy. So this, this guy, so Kevin's meeting like everyone in town who's, who's a go-getter. And, um, you know, he, and, and even the co, the co-founders talk about this all the time. They don't think they would have been able to pull this off in a bigger market than, than Jackson, just because of who they knew. Um, they, they really utilized their community and the, and the people they knew in, in, in West Tennessee. And, and it's worked. It, it's a lot of things have gone, gone right for us. And, yeah. uh, and I think the cool thing about that, the cool thing about that, that story or that message is that, you know, a lot of times you think you've got to go to one of the coasts to be successful as an entrepreneur. And it's nice to kind of blow up that myth. It's true. Yes, it's true. We definitely, um, we definitely don't think we're always needed, but, uh, gosh, it is just, uh, you know, you'd be silly not to stop in and at least say hi to us and tell us what you're up to. So you, you just never know, um, what we can do to help you and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So what does the future look like for the code? Are you just going to keep building, keep, you know, getting more programming? It is, you know, it's a great question because our, our co-founders have this, uh, undeniable quest for just moving forward. And, uh, so about two years ago, we built out this 38 foot bus. Uh, it's an old bluebird kind of looks like a, a beefed up school bus. It has generators on it. And, uh, we, we retrofitted this bus to be a mobile innovation lab where we, uh, we, we crammed all the technology we have in our facility and threw it on this bus. And, and, and so part of the grant that we operate under not only makes us serve Jackson, Tennessee, where we're located, but as well as like the rural counties that surround us. And so we found it difficult to reach them. And we thought this bus would be a great idea to pack, up, pack it up for the day and go to, go to them. And so, well, long story short, the state that, uh, that watches us <laughs> and gives us our money loved that idea. And they just awarded us with a, like a massive grant to build out three more buses. So for the next two or three years, I can easily say that that's probably going to be our focus. Um, along with another program, which I haven't mentioned yet, but I'll get to that. Um, but yeah, these buses are, are huge. I mean, and they're only going to get bigger than, than the ones we have. And, um, so we, we purchased our first bus last, a uh, couple weeks ago and, we're gutting it and pulling things out, running HDMI cables for the TVs we're cramming in there. I mean, it's it's going to be cool. So we're going to be right busy doing that. I love that. I wish that, you know, more communities had something like that, you know? It is pretty neat. I mean, you should see the people's eyes light up when these things roll through their, their, their quiet little town. <laughs> right, exactly. What it's is this? It's a statement. It's a statement, that's for sure. Yeah. So, so what's the other programming? So their programming is, um, something that we have implemented in our area high schools and it's called our dev catalyst program, dev short for developer. And, um, the idea here is because we, we know we have a need for developers here in West Tennessee. Yeah. There's, there's a, there's a lot you can do to convince someone to move their family, but I guess we, we thought about it easier that it's more like, you know, plant the seeds, start younger, grow these, grow their, grow our talent here in West Tennessee instead of trying to acquire it from elsewhere. And so all of our, our West Tennessee area high schools um, have CTE programs or, or computer classes, and we've uh, partnered with them and convinced them to swap out what they were teaching and teach our, our, our program called Dev Catalyst. And essentially it's a browser-based coding curriculum. And um, what's great, it's super easy to implement, um, affordable, definitely affordable per student. And the teacher that's hosting it doesn't really need to know much about programming. Um, which is great because not many probably of them makes do. them feel better. <laughs> yes, yes, and so we 
we curate the content. We, you know, we keep it updated with different JavaScripts. I mean, I'm, I'm clearly not a coder. I'm, I'm more of a hands-on guy. But, uh, you know, these kids are walking through HTML, learn how to build websites, and then there's even like physical programming applications that can be applied to robots, stuff like that. Um, but here's where the cool part. Because it is a self-paced program, these kids log in whenever they, they need to and get their work done. But because it's self-paced, we dangle this uh, little incentive uh, over them. And it's an all-expenses-paid trip to San Francisco where we give them private tours of LinkedIn, Facebook, Google, Pivotal Labs, uh, Apple, just to kind of expose these kids to a career path in the tech industry and particularly programming. Um, but the goal is not to make them want to move out west, but to keep them here in West Tennessee. Um, you guys have plenty of programmers out there. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've got plenty of out here. Yeah, we need to, we need to spread the love around. <laughs> right, right. So, but, you know, some of these kids have never left the state, let alone flown on an airplane or stayed away from their parents longer than a week. Um, and so, you know, this is a truly a really neat trip. And so this past one, we took about 25 students and about seven teachers and flew them all out there. And, you know, they did some sightseeing stuff, too. We didn't, it wasn't all just work. But uh, I think they, they definitely come back a, a changed kid and, you know, the few that that really love it are, are going to probably stay in that industry and continue to learn coding and programming and who knows, d develop some, you know, the next big app. But uh, oh, that's that. our Death Kettles program and it's been going great. It's, we're going on year four and it's, uh, we're getting more and more high schools involved and it's just been, it's been awesome. That's so fantastic. So for any, any listeners who um, maybe are in your area or maybe this is intriguing them, you know, where can they find out more information about the co and kind of get plugged in? So um, it's kind of funny. Everyone that, that comes that eventually finds us is like, I can't believe I have not found this sooner. And there's a reason for that. We really don't advertise much um, because we're looking for quality over quantity. Yeah. Um, we, we want to attract the people that, that need us. Um, and, you know, if you type in the right search terms on Google, def we will show up. It's not like we're in, uh, you know, invisible. Nowhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but for people, for those of you who want want to learn more, we've got an amazing website filled with too much information, <laughs> um, and that is uh, at theco.com. It's www.attheco.com. Um, we've got a Facebook page where um, our YouTube page could probably get a little more intense in the, in the content side of things. But uh, you know, we're we're busy building out this building here and, and the rest of our programs to make a bunch of videos just yet. But uh, we're getting there, and then. Uh, We'll see what else. Instagram. We've got Instagram at the co. And um, I'm trying to think of anywhere else that we, uh, we we show up quite prevalently. That's about it. That's awesome. Well, thanks, Dan, so much for taking some time and sharing about the co. And um, again, I think I just inspiring, you know, entrepreneurial listeners who maybe don't live, you know, in areas that where you think you have to live as an entrepreneur, that there are other options out there. Yeah, well, and just one, one last thing. I think this... You know, the co, if you look at it as in kind of terms of a model for other places, um, that we're, we're operating out of, a, of an unused restaurant. The restaurant left this building, and so we had the, the dining area, which is our co-working space. The kitchen is now an industrial workshop, and, and, and then this, this restaurant had an event space. And so it's just worked out great in that terms of, like, if anyone's out there who wants to start a facility like this, probably take a look at some some rundown restaurants or, you know, dormant, dormant restaurants. And so it's just a great fit as well as, you know, a lot of counties around us don't have, don't even have internet and we have a gigabyte internet here super fast. Um, so that's another huge perk that we're able to provide to our entrepreneurs that, that come through the code. 